It's not that pretty, is it? Overall, it's really not that impressive. I found the wood behind the dumpster at the church, and I broke apart some pallets and the leftovers of another wood project to make it. It hasn't been sanded, smoothed, or stained. It wasn't built with high-quality wood, and certainly wasn't built with the highest craftsmanship. This is just one manger out of thousands of majors that have been slapped together for a nativity scene or maybe to feed some barnyard animal. Most likely this manger will last a couple of seasons and then head into the scrap bin. The manger is a pretty significant icon of Christmas, isn't it? It's even mentioned in the scriptural record, Luke chapter 2, verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Mangers have a reputation for being humble, irrelevant. That is certainly the meaning in Scripture. The famous Christmas carol records the power of the humble manger for all of us. You've probably sung it a time or two this Christmas season. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay, the little Lord Jesus asleep in the hay. Ironically, the humble manger is important in this eternity-altering event of God taking on human flesh. In all the significance of God becoming like us, the manger keeps hanging around. The cows leave, the horses leave, the donkey leaves, the bundles of hay or oats leave, the chickens don't even get mentioned. The aromas of a barn, the discomfort of bringing a babe into a stable, all leave. But the manger stays. The manger, the feed trough, continues to be part of Christmas. Why? Out of all the thousands of mangers ever built, only one cradled the Son of God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the craftsman who built that manger? I would have been so nervous. I would have selected the best wood and worked painstakingly at the construction of the manger. I would have sanded it smooth for hours and stained it with care until it was beautiful, fit for a king. But could I have ever crafted a manger fit for the Son of God? No, I couldn't have. I could have never made one good enough for the Son of God. And that's the point. What made the manger special wasn't its craftsmanship, but it was that God came to it as it was. The manger was available. What made the manger special was it was used by God for the purposes of God, because it was available. It was no longer an average manger. It was no longer one of thousands constructed. When God used the manger, when the manger was offered as the cradle for the Christ child, it became a holy manger, set apart for the purposes of God. There are many lessons from the manger, but perhaps this is the biggest. God takes the ordinary and makes it holy. He does it with mangers, and he does it with people. There are many differences between you and the manger, but perhaps the most significant is your will. The manger was just there. It was passive. But you, me, we have a choice. 
We can choose to be set apart for God and his purposes. And when we do, he makes us holy. He gives us holy lives. He did it with Mary and Joseph. He did it with the shepherds and he did it with the wise men. And he can do it with you. He can take a life, any surrendered life, and make it holy. He can take a conflict or a celebration, a joy or a trial, and use it for his purposes, his glory, like the humble manger. The scripture writer Paul masterfully combined what God does for those who have embraced his purpose in their lives. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Make no mistake, mangers, even mangers as mediocre as this one, cannot make themselves holy. God does that. And God does that in a life. We love him. We surrender to him. And he makes us like him. You can't make this happen by anything you do other than surrender and obey. Holy comes from God. Holy comes into this beautiful dance between my surrender and his holiness. We become holy because a light has come to us. We could not find our way out of the darkness. Isaiah said, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. So Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful day of celebration and joy. A light has come, and as a result, you, me, our families, our situations are less than spectacular, can be used for God and by God. We can be holy.